0: Welcome or welcome back to the Yearbooking Report podcast. Great to have you or great to have you again. If somehow you're new to this, hey, really great to have you. My name is Scott Geezy. I am a 21-year representative for Justin's Yearbooks, and I've been involved in journalism and broadcasting my entire working career, which is just short of four decades. And I've been fortunate that I've been able to kind of meld those worlds together because it's all about storytelling. Journalism, that's pretty much what it is. all about stories. And so also in the yearbook world, we want to tell as many stories as we can that we remember then, of course, in a book for the rest of your life. And hopefully you're doing that with your particular group right now. But in this episode, we're going to diverge a little bit, not talk about the book per se, But we are going to talk about social media. Now, it's interesting. Of course, nearly everybody has a smartphone in their pocket now. And nearly everyone has some social media account. You know, one of the big boys, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. uh, You know, one of the other ones. The youngsters, of course, Snapchat, TikTok, and there's some other ones out there. And, of course, if you go to different parts of the world, there are different ones there, too. But a lot of people, the giant majority of people, are on them. They exchange messages, they send pictures of their kids, their grandkids, their friends or whatever, they take selfies, they shop, they do all kinds of things on social media, and yet despite all of that, the great majority of yearbook staffs do nothing with social media, and that's strange, because that's where a lot of the world lives these days, it's true. So in this episode, we're going to share a lot of great ideas with you, and if you've done absolutely nothing, hopefully after listening to this, you're going to say, I need to start doing something. We need to start doing something. So recently, I had a chance to talk to my new friend, Jordan Weber. Now, Jordan works for Jostens at our headquarters in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Jordan is a consumer marketing and social media strategist. That's a fancy terms, meaning she knows a lot. And as you listen to this, you're going to hear me say later that, matter-of-factly, I'm an oldster. All right, I am. Jordan is very much a youngster, and she'll display that here in just a little bit. And for some reason, there's still that disparity between older folk and younger folk when it comes to social media. Younger folk just have jumped on this all over the place. We older folk, yeah, we're kind of there, not maybe as enthusiastic, but the bottom line is we need to do this sort of thing. It's important now. No, social media hasn't been around forever. It's relatively short, but still it needs to be used. How to do it? Well, that's why we have this episode. So we've got a lot of ideas for you. Maybe grab a pen and, and paper and so on. Get ready to do some note-taking. As we get started here, we're going to talk about favorite places to go, how to get started, all that sort of stuff. But first off, Let's meet our friend Jordan. Well Jordan, first off, I appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule and I'll say welcome to the yearbooking report. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me on, I'm really excited.
0: Well our main topic is going to be social media, which is one that a lot of yearbook advisors and staffs, even now, still really aren't doing much with or doing anything with. Mm So we're going to get some ideas, we're going to talk about, you know, why this is a good idea, some strategies, and so on. But Jordan, let's start with something about you. Uh, We'll kind of start from scratch. Tell us something about yourself, your background, where you're from, um, all that sort of thing. Go right ahead.
1: Yeah, so I am actually from Wisconsin, but I decided to cross the border a few years ago, and I went to college at the University of Minnesota, graduated this past May with strategic communications and a minor in leadership. And then after graduating in May, I recently joined Jostens then right after that in June. And I actually started on the digital team here at Jostens running all of our Jostens Inc. accounts. So I worked with a bunch of different platforms and got my first taste of yearbook then um, right from there and then transformed actually and transitioned into the yearbook consumer marketing team then in September. So there was when I was diving right into learning about the yearbook industry as well as now that I run actually all of our Jostin's advisor and staff in our yearbook love accounts. So one thing that really makes my job, though, a bit challenging yet rewarding is that I actually wasn't on yearbook staff in high school. So it's actually really awesome every day to see what staffs are doing um, around the country.
0: Now, that's interesting because you, you guessed my next question. When you were in <laughs> school, either, uh, I don't know, middle school, high school, college, I was going to ask, did you ever do anything yearbook? Were you ever on a yearbook staff? I'll be honest, I wasn't when I was in high school and college. I, didn't, I did journalism, but I didn't do yearbook. So did you do anything like that back when you were in school?
1: I was not actually on your book. However, I had a challenge kind of reading growing up. I just never really got into a good book or never found my perfect fit. So I always took all of the writing courses in high school and it was there where I kind of really found my niche of wanting to dive deeper into journalism. And that's kind of how I skewed into wanting to major in that in college, Um, but Ending up in yearbook, I think it's been really awesome because I've got to use all those skills and then learn more about something I not wasn't necessarily involved in during high school.
0: All right. A lot of people have come into yearbook, if you will, through the back door. So that's fine. I did. I mean, you did. I did. Yeah. A lot of us did. So now, Jostens, we we've got our fingers in all sorts of different directions. And you mentioned a number of initiatives that you're involved with. I heard your book, Love. I heard Justin's Inc. I heard Advisor and Staff. I mean, without getting too long-winded here, what are some of the things that you do with those different outlets?
1: Yeah, so before, a couple months ago, when I was on digital running all of our Justin's Inc. channels, those were all across our enterprises. So I was actually able to do everything from class jewelry all the way up to professional sports. And I was able to learn about the different products that we offer as well as work with various types of people. And then when I transitioned over to yearbook, I now completely just focus on our Jocelyn's advisor and staff accounts, which are more directed towards advisors and parents. And then as well as we interact with the yearbook staffs on Instagram and Twitter. So it's very interesting to be able to target to so many different people as well as talk to so many different audiences and see their creative mindsets and ideas.
0: And there are a lot of ideas out there and a lot of mindsets too, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, Now for Justin's folks, some people probably don't even know this. We have um, outlets on the, I guess you would call them sort of the four major social media platforms. We have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter feed, We have an Instagram page, and we have a Pinterest page. And for Jostas, folks, if you ever notice, when you go to Yearbook Avenue, if you scroll to the bottom, you'll see buttons and links for all four of those. Now, Jordan, are you involved with any of those four outlets?
1: I am involved with all four outlets, yes. I spent most of the summer doing organic posts for all three of the big platforms, the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then I actually have been working on a lot of our Pinterest boards Then the last couple of months. So it's been really cool to dive deep into four different platforms because they reach totally different audiences.
0: Now I'm sort of a Twitter guy. Facebook, (laughs) I keep at arm's length. Instagram, I've just never really done much with Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) or Pinterest for that matter. Now of those four, I'm just curious, which one is your favorite and why?
1: My personal favorite is definitely Instagram. I think I love the creative flexibility that it gives you through showcasing like the tidbits of your life with adventures and interests, hobbies that you can show on your nine profile photos. But it also gives you a good glimpse into your personal life with the stories feature, not sure if you've been able to check that out at all, but posting the stories allows you to kind of see that about of the person's everyday life, which is, dives a little bit deeper, I feel like, in the person than just kind of what they're posting on a tile or on their feed, um, which I like to see that I'm actually seeing someone's authentic life and what's challenging, and that's something a little bit challenging with social media, is that it's kind of hard to really see into their personal self.
0: Now, when I look at those four outlets, Jordan, I'm not sure why the Pinterest one I like, but Pinterest, you don't hear, I mean, if you talk about the big ones, you don't hear much about Pinterest, really. Um, Mm -hmm. tell, Tell folks about our Pinterest feed, because I think it's full of ideas and full of good stuff. Talk about that.
1: Yeah, our Pinterest feed has a ton of boards. I'm pretty sure we have around 20 right now, and they all link towards good ideas that you can implement in graduation parties, in class ring ideas if you're designing online and you're not really sure what you would like to include or what to include. Um, It's a really great opportunity to go look for ideas of all sorts since we do jewelry and grad and college and so many different, Enterprises, so it's really cool to see that so it's I would definitely go take a look if you're struggling with you know great foods to throw at your grad party or split, very common colors that people put on their rings. So it's a really it's a really cool resource to use
0: All right now for any young people who may be listening and Jordan you're kind of young we'll get to that <laughs> in a moment um Company-wise, would we ever do something with either Snapchat or TikTok? Would we ever do anything with either of those two? Yes or no and why?
1: I would say yes. I would always encourage and recommend that schools dabble into different platforms because we know that kids are always looking for, obviously, the greatest and freshest and latest ideas or So TikTok right now, I know, is the newest social platform that is just exploding and that it would be a really great source for kids to get new ideas and new experiences and new marketing tactics to use for selling their yearbook. So just like yearbook, though, we encourage schools and staffs to obviously follow the hot and upcoming trends, but of course, you have to be safe and responsible when it comes to using all of our social platforms.
0: I'm not sure why, Jordan, whenever I'm around teenagers and I just mentioned TikTok, I always get giggles. I don't know why. Granted, I'm an old guy, but they kind of giggle on that one, like, really? You want to do something? Yeah, well, just, okay. I'm going to leave it to Jordan to figure <laughs> out how to use TikTok, all right? No idea. Now, here's, a, here's an opinion. Now, for folks listening to our podcast, let's say that Scott here is the oldster, which I am. Jordan here is the youngster, all right? She's just not too long out of college. So Jordan, when I discuss social media, usually, especially with yearbook advisors, a lot of them are, well, we'll kind of call them oldsters, and they just seemed scared of social media, like, I can't do that. Now, you're a youngster I guess I'm wondering, apparently it's easy for youngsters and difficult for oldsters. Why do we oldsters have such a problem trying to embrace and use social media? What's the deal?
1: (laughs) Well, that's a really great question. Although I am identified as a youngster, I really don't know what it is like to be a teacher or an educator and advisor, but I do commend them because I know that they have so much on their plate with a lot of responsibilities to help. You know, create that culture and climate within their school. But specifically, I commend the yearbook advisors though, since I know that they moderate the content of the entire yearbook, which is a lot of work that goes into one full year to capture. So with everything on their plate, I know it's difficult to dabble into a new social platform. And so I can only really recommend giving social media a try if your district or principal, or maybe even your administrator Administrators on board with it. But otherwise, it is a ton of responsibility that goes into it. And I definitely, you definitely need that support from your surrounding community to use social media in order to talk about it and promote your your yearbook. Because I think it's really beneficial for your community to have your back and also theirs when you're portraying your story.
0: We'll get back to more with Jordan Weber, social media strategist with Jostens, talking about social media, how to use it. Stay tuned. Coming up, we're going to tell you how to get started, how to get rolling. And Jordan's going to share a whole bunch of really good ideas to help get your effort off the ground. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Now, depending on when you're listening to this particular episode, if you're listening in mid-March, late March, maybe in April, maybe later than that, of course, we have this coronavirus story. Now, first off, we don't want to make light of this, all right? No, no way. I mean, people have died from this, um, mostly in China. But now, of course, here in America, it's been happening. Uh, we're going to keep our tabs on it. We're going to keep our eyes on it. A lot of folks are, are reacting hopefully very quickly a lot of schools across the country closing again depending on when you're listening to this if it's mid-march it just happened late march of into april hopefully things have now subsided and moved on but either way this is an unbelievable story Uh, if you're a student and you have some veteran teachers older teachers that you work with if you go talk to them they'll uh, probably all of them will say "Uh, we've never seen anything like this this is nuts this is crazy um 9-11 might be the closest connection. And for folks that can remember back that far, of course, that was a very traumatic week. But it really only lasted a few days. And then after that, things started to get back to normal. This virus thing is, is either stretching or, again, when you're listening, stretched a rather long time. Hopefully it did not come to your community. Hopefully at all. Maybe it did. Hopefully you've been staying safe or you stayed safe. Now, from our yearbooking perspective, is this yearbook worthy? Of course! Keep in mind, your yearbook's around, well, forever, really. So, again, depending on when you're listening to this, maybe your school is off right now because of this, or it was, um, and you can find a way. Tell some stories. Tell them in your yearbook. Of course, we're talking about social media in this episode. Absolutely, you can tell it with social media. Now, with social media, it's a bit more immediate. With yearbook, it's a bit more long-lasting. But there are stories probably in every town, hopefully not bad stories, sad stories, but you know, the whole toilet paper thing. What? What? Uh, And all the people raiding stores and the reactions to people and so on. There are some stories there and of course students are involved in some of this. So again, if you're a yearbook person, yearbooking person, hey, there's stories to tell. And we are storytellers. That's our job. So maybe if you start a brand new social media effort like what we're talking about here, this might be interesting to kind of lead off with. Again, hopefully not bad news, just strange news. Toilet paper, what? Really? So something to think about, all right, as we continue this school year. And yes, this too shall pass. We will move on. Now, again, speaking of social media, get ready because our friend Jordan Weber has got a lot of ideas. Have that pad and pen ready as we talk about getting things started. How do you get things off the ground? Let's see what you do with that. Now, your opinion, we mentioned several social media outlets just a couple of minutes ago. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of them. Now, there's even some we haven't mentioned yet. For goodness sakes, MySpace is still hanging around. <laughs> All right, so there's one. I don't know if you want to go there, but anyway. Um, for folks that just want to kind of get things started, they want to start doing something with social media. Of those outlets that we talked about, what's maybe a good one to start with? Start doing something with this one. What do you think?
1: Well... I think that it's important to probably start off with one or two platforms that you would feel the most comfortable using. I know for us, we always usually recommend Facebook and Instagram just because I don't know if you know this, but they're actually linked. So Facebook bought Instagram. So it's easy to push out content on both platforms at one time if you have both accounts. If that makes sense. So It's really easy in order to navigate that as well as you're getting both audiences. Typically, older Gen X type generations use Facebook and younger Gen Z, since we grew up with that um, digital outlet, usually tends to use Instagram. So you're getting both audiences of the advisor and the parent as well as the student and the staff.
0: All right, now that's interesting, I didn't realize that. Um, how many of these other social media outlets are sort of interconnected, or is it just that those two?
1: Um, as of right now, I really only know about Facebook and Instagram, and then I know Twitter's its own and Pinterest is its own. But who knows, I know that so many platforms are interconnected that I know there's gonna be like a Google where they own a bunch of different things at some point. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think Google wants to own half the planet or something, but uh, I'm not sure if that's <laughs> yeah. a good thing, but we'll leave that for another time. So let's toss out some ideas here. And again, Jordan, I'm thinking especially about the staff or the yearbook advisor who, had, up till this point, has essentially done nothing with social media. They have no outlet. They haven't done anything, but they want to get started. They want to take a first step. They want to do something and maybe we're doing this here in the spring, maybe they wanna do it here in the spring before the school year is over. Not necessarily, you know, hey, let's wait till September. They wanna get started. What are some thoughts, what are some easy, simple ways to do something, get started on social media?
1: Yeah, I have a ton of ideas to recommend. I think that the most important thing though to look at right now is you follow so following accounts pushes your interest and obviously your creative content out there it gives you good marketing and sales ideas as well as anything that really piques your interest or gains new ideas or triggers new ideas is something that you would want to post on your account so some great yearbook accounts actually that I wrote down that I'd love to share with you are that I recommend following are at Darby Yearbook, their Twitter, they actually have really great content that they like to explore on, especially with TikTok, I've seen a lot. So if you would like to dabble into that platform, I really recommend going to look at their Twitter account. Um, At Perry Yearbook, their Instagram, they really like to deep dive into that video content. So it's really kind of their behind the scenes and more of their staff, who's involved in creating the yearbook. Um, as well as you can see more content when you obviously follow more people. So it's more important to keep that in mind as well. So the more people you follow, the more people see it and the more people purchase. So for example, from a Joss' perspective, I get actually tagged in a bunch of photos from a bunch of different yearbook staffs, like at Talios yearbook, at Holland Hall yearbook, and at Stock yearbook. So I get to actually stay up to date with a bunch of their marketing ideas that I can share from a Jocelyn's perspective. So it's really cool that I'm able to follow all of these people and then they're also following a a bunch of different schools and staffs in order to kind of gain new ideas and collaborate online, which is really cool. But if you're really struggling for content, something I always recommend and that we actually use too if you ever see me commenting on one of your photos is to use your community. So what it is called is user generated content, or UGC as we like to call it. So I know a bunch of students post at fun events like football games, basketball games, are involved in a bunch of sports and clubs and extracurriculars and I think it's really unique and interesting in order to use your students as well as your teachers who might double as a coach or like to get educational background more on the side. Of just teaching and so I think it's really awesome that you make sure you highlight those students and teachers and educators as well on your platform and you just ask them for for permission on their photo or you can dm them and in order to repost it on your platform so I think it'll be really cool because everyone likes to be as they call it insta-famous and get showcased on a, a different platform so don't be afraid to be creative, and I think it's really important just to test those different ideas with your audience in order to know what works and what doesn't work, be interactive, ask questions, maybe throw in a poll, or just make people comment and tag below in order to get some feedback.
0: All right, now, Jordan, you're sort of, we'll, we'll say, new to the yearbooking game, all right? but from mm-hmm. your experience so far you mentioned some terrific outlets and i've seen some other ones that are awesome they're out there folks if you can you know find yeah. them and so on they're great but jordan your experience so far the people who do the posting on whatever social media outlet is it more than likely is it the yearbook advisor or is it always yearbook students in other words in most cases that you've come across who's doing a lot of this work
1: Um, A lot of it actually is the students, which is really cool. I know that it obviously takes a lot of creativity and then a lot of ideas and people behind what content they produce. But I've noticed a lot of them are like videos of the staff to sell their yearbook um, or even little like skits or plays. It's really cool just to see their creative minds come together and produce just amazing work. Um, I always just love and take an hour out of my day actually every day to just scroll through all of our feeds and just see what they're up to. The greatest part about it, too, is that the advisor and the staff collaborate together um, because they do have some accounts where the advisors will run it. Um, The main thing I know that they run are the direct messages, which is probably obviously the safest way for the school as well. Um, So every time I ask for permission on a photo, if I could repost it on our Jocelyn's Advisor and staff accounts, um, they're usually the ones that reach out to me. So it's really cool to be able to not only see what the staff is up to, but how they interact with their advisor and then as well as their community.
0: All right, now here's a question. If we have advisors listening, I'm sure they're thinking about this. If they've never done this before, but they'd like to. And the question is, how often are we supposed to do things on social media so that it's effective? Obviously, a yearbook comes out once a year. And a lot of folks <laughs> still have that mindset. They think about once a year. But when it comes to a good social media outlet, how often should there be, I guess, new stuff there? Once a day, twice a day, once a week? What, what do you think?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. I think it's really depends on their community and their ideas and what they're kind of coming up with. I don't think there's really an amount you should have to post every day, um, as long as you're getting that engagement and people are commenting or liking it. That's what kind of testing the waters is really all about. And that's kind of why we always recommend to pick one or two accounts just to start with, because it's just always kind of difficult to see if your community will be able to engage with you correctly right away. You have to kind of switch it up with wanting to do interactive posts or video posts or polls just to see what your audience is responding to. And that's kind of the the way that we struggle with just on a daily basis, I think everybody does with their posting. Cause I mean, even as someone who does this for a living, it, it is hard to, want to create something that people are going to like and that they're going to interact with and going to want to share to other people. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing I know when it gets closer to that kind of final deadline or even a couple weeks out before that final deadline, people really push that hard in order to just make it known that, hey, we have a big 131 deadline, like make sure you buy your yearbook before this deadline or you're, you're going to miss out. So. It's really cool just to see the different graphics people come up with or if they make a GIF or a video or just some sort of interactive post in order to gain that traction. But I guess I would really just start off with maybe once or twice a week just seeing if there's engagement. And if there isn't, then stay consistent with just posting once or twice a week and switch it up with maybe just an image or a video or whatnot, and then if people are interacting and wanting more, then start posting more. It's really kind of just a test, and whatever works for you is just the best thing.
0: All right, now this might seem like an odd question. Is it possible (laughs) to overdo it? Is it possible to just, you do so much, the audience out there is like, oh, enough already. Or, or in social media land, is that just not possible? Is it possible to overdo this?
1: I would say yes. I think that just from a Jocelyn's perspective, we actually take once or twice a week where we don't post anything. And I think that it is nice because I think we sometimes occasionally get people saying like, hey, are you going to post today? And I think that's great that they, they want you to post more. If you don't post and they're reaching out for you because they want more content, that's always a great thing. But it is also good to take a mental break and a creative break just to kind of regather your staff and regather your ideas and not post once or a couple times a week just to make sure that when you do put something out there, it's worth reading or worthwhile and will gain someone's attention
0: all right now for again for fellow oldsters especially like me out there we're probably thinking more about email and I have some companies Jordan they email me twice a day and I'm at the point where I just I'm almost at the delete button it's like I am sick and tired of hearing from you so that's why I kind of asked that question although this is a social media question (laughs) We'll get back to our final segment with Jordan Weber, social media strategist with Jostens at our HQ in Minneapolis, Minnesota, coming up in just a bit. Now stay tuned. She's going to talk about getting things organized. And of course, maybe that's the biggest hurdle in starting to do something with social media. How do you organize this? Who does this? Who's involved? Who's going to do what, when? And all that sort of stuff. And some other great tips and ideas, too, including our really cool social media calendars that uh, really help out stabs just to kind of fill in the holes, so to speak. So stay tuned. We'll have more with Jordan coming up in just a bit. Now, again, crazy spring. Yeah, absolutely nutty spring. This is just nuts. But it'll pass. This too shall pass. And at some point, we'll get back to some normalcy, again, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, for folks at Wajostins, we've got so many amazing things coming up for the next school year, 2021. Oh, I can't wait. Our new Layout Pro online creation tool is going to be coming online shortly as we record this in March. And it's awesome. No more of those annoying flash messages that we're all tired of. Uh, a lot of great tools. A lot of flexibility. Do things on an iPad. Do things easily on a Chromebook. Work with Google Drive. Oh, Folks, if you're a Jostin school, get ready. Oh, you're, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. And then we have our new digital tool, which is also debuting here in just a bit. This is not an app. We're going to say that right off the bat. I think one thing we've learned with Jostins over the last number of years, you would think apps are, oh, everything's about an app. There are a lot of people, they really don't want to put more apps on their phone or iPad or device. They just don't want to do it. But they want to do something with digital. And so we have this amazing new tool that utilizes your book as part of a digital effort. And again, the goal is here, tell stories about every single person in school. Some folks still think that's impossible. It is not. We have made it possible with these amazing new tools that are about to debut. Now, depending on uh, where you are, where you're listening, contact your Jostens representative. They've got all the information about Layout Pro, about our new digital tool, about some other cool things as well. And if perhaps you're listening and you're not a Jostens school, you work with somebody else, okay, but I tell you what, take the time, not much time, contact your Jostens representative and say, "What, what is all this new stuff you guys are doing? and they would love to come in and meet with you and show you and then you can be the judge like wow that's amazing we should be using that or yeah what we have right now is, is fine it, it works or yeah something like that it's totally up to you but you don't know that until you do some contacting and believe you me you have got to take a look at this wow if you want the best for your staff uh, our Justin stuff for 2021 is something you absolutely need to check out. We cannot wait to get going. And we call our websites Yearbook Avenue. They're going to be debuting for 2021 sometime probably in the month of May so folks can get an early jump on things after the virus has passed. So get ready. For Justin schools, you're going to love this. If you don't work with Johnson's right now, trust me, take a moment. Check it out. It's It's worth your look. All right, let's get back to our last segment with social media strategist, Jordan Weber. All right, let's put you in a supposed position here. Again, I'm thinking again about those yearbook stabs that up till now have done nothing with social media, nothing. You mentioned earlier, yeah, student driven. It really, really should be. So let's say, Jordan, that you are a yearbook advisor. All right, congratulations. You're a yearbook advisor now and you want you want to start a social media effort and you've got a group of students over here, how would you start them? In other words, how would you organize them? How would you run it? Kind of briefly, if you were in charge, how would you run this operation at a school?
1: Yeah, I think that it's really first to dive into is kind of gathering your group together and kind of getting ideas on ways to market their yearbook. Because I know in the past, Obviously, it's been very paper-driven, so posters and banners, and I think that it's really hard to make the transition to social media since it isn't going away. And it's just also really important that they would know that different generations use it differently, and that you're marketing to not only the students in your school, but probably also their parents since they're the ones that are usually purchasing the yearbook as well. So. For example, that like Gen X grew up completely surrounded and immersed, not in the digital or in the digital world, while Gen Z's picked it up not too long ago. So I think that they would need to know that yearbooks are obviously being sold to elementary moms as well as all the way up to high school moms. So if a person uses social media actively, that's good, however, we all use it differently. And that's something I think that would I would definitely tell my staff right away to know in order to brainstorm some ideas on how to use social. So some are active on Facebook, and others may obviously be on Instagram or Twitter as their main source of news outlet. So it's important just to know those consumers might not be on social media all the time. So there is a huge marketing opportunity for those people as well. And so I think that's why it would be really great to just start on those two big platforms of Facebook and Instagram, just so you hit both that parent and that student audience engagement when you're marketing. And because obviously that they're linked together, it's easier to push out that content to both. However, it's also really good to keep in mind that if you're starting a new social account, that you get somebody that's very tech savvy and very interested in wanting to know and manage the the account, and that they're also in charge of posting that content. Because when you get new additions to your staff, they kind of grow into that role also As like a social social media manager, and then they teach the younger kids once they're up to that junior and senior level, so they can pass it down, pass that account down. So I think it would be really beneficial to have a couple kids that are very interested in learning more about that digital aspect and maybe want to grow up and do social media or some sort of advertising or marketing as a role post high school in order to really see how that would be a good fit for them right then and there. And as a yearbook advisor, I think it would be really important to get a couple people involved right away, as well as they're they're gonna teach you things probably you don't even know right away as well, just because they're on social media all the time outside of school that they probably can come with a bunch of ideas on how to market the yearbook tomorrow. So I think it would be a really beneficial way just to bounce off ideas to each other since you're, the yearbook advisor would be more in the parent demographic and there would be the one that would be buying the book versus the people who the students and the community that want to see the book as well, but also in more of a creative, engaging way via social media.
0: All right, now a quick follow-up of sorts, all right? You're the yearbook advisor. You, you kind of touched on this. Um, let's, let's just use a round number. Let's say there's 10 kids on staff. When it comes to some social media action, should all 10, buddy, be involved? Should it be maybe five? Maybe just one or two? I mean, is there, a, is there a good number there from the yearbook staff who should be involved with these social media efforts?
1: I think it would be beneficial to have one or two kids kind of run the account and be in charge of posting and keeping up with posting. However, I think it is beneficial to have maybe all 10 kids brainstorm ways of marketing since that's part of the staff role right now is to market the book. And the difference between just marketing the book as a poster or a banner yes, might be different than posting it on social media. However, if you make the banner for traditional marketing, you can take a picture of the banner and post it on your social media. So it's really cool that they intertwine in that way, as well as gets everyone involved, even if, they're, even if that's not technically their specific role, just to post the picture.
0: Now, Jordan, I've been telling folks for years that we, our job is we're storytellers, that's what we do we're not just making pages in a book which unfortunately is how a lot of folks kind of see this job Um, we want to tell as many stories as we can preferably if there's some way to do it some story about every single kid in school because they all have a story to tell but your book of course is finite there's only so many pages in a book and there's only they're only so big So Jordan, would you agree with me that if we wanted to actually go for that goal of finding a way to tell stories about everybody in school, social media is probably the only way to meet that goal. Would you agree with that?
1: I 100% agree with that. I think that's why it's really important to use your community that I kind of mentioned before, because they're not only going to be the ones that are engaging in the yearbook process, but they're also the ones that want to see what the school is up to and want to see what your staff's up to and all the community events that, you know, maybe that their are students involved in, but they don't necessarily really talk about outside of the school atmosphere. So, I think that would be really cool in order to showcase a little bit of that on your social media account. I know just following at soccer yearbook, they, they post their staff when they have a birthday or they showcase really cool photos that they took at this basketball game or an educator that one educator of the year. And I think it's really cool that they get to see a little bit of a glimpse on what will be in the book. And maybe that maybe it won't be in the book, but it's really cool that they still get to share their story on all of their platforms even if it might be a little bit of a glimpse.
0: All right, now a final thought before we wrap up. Now this is especially for Jostin's advisors. When you log into Yearbook Avenue, next time you log in, all right, you're on the homepage, you're logged in, scroll down just a little bit, and you'll find a couple of information pods there. And in the one, at least the last time I looked, and Jordan, I'm assuming you're involved with this, uh, there are calendars there with suggested messaging for like the month of March, for the month of April, mm-hmm. on particular days and so on. Now, Jordan, would I be correct? That that sounds like something down your alley. You know what I'm talking about here with these calendars?
1: I do. Yes, actually, I have a picture of them. Um, I actually created uh, all of the calendars for all of our school year. And what's really cool about them is that if you go onto Yearbook Avenue, type in social in the search bar, all of these will come up from the entire school year. So what they are is they're content calendars that you can use to post on your social media. So I went in here and created a couple images that you could post in case you're kind of struggling during the month to come up with content. Um, I also wrote a couple captions that you could use or just gave you really good ideas in order to kind of play with, in order to see if it would really fit your staff and what you guys are doing during that month. So there are six buckets um, of fun little activities I came up with. Um, One is Guess the Teacher, where you kind of throw in a little photo of maybe an educator or a teacher that was younger and try to guess it via social media just to get some more interaction and engagement from your students and staff. Um, a sneak peek of maybe towards the end of the year when, when that cover comes out, you can do a sneak peek about the cover reveal or maybe just a spread that you're working on currently, um, a throwback yearbook, so maybe a yearbook from the 1980s and showcase that crazy hair phase or um, a conversational starter, which you know gets people interactive with that poll aspect um promotions and sales. So if you have that big deadline coming up, um, make a graphic that is related to your sale. Um, and then there's three other buckets. So it's a really cool resource to use if you need to start posting and you are kind of running out of ideas right away or just kind of want that consistency with posting a couple of times a week. So you can find both of those resources again in the digital classroom on your book avenue.
0: Now I'm giggling here at my end. Uh, for, for our <laughs> podcast listeners, uh, Jordan and I are doing a video interview. If Again, if you want to see some video clips of Jordan, definitely check out our yearbooking report feature. It's on YouTube. Just search for yearbooking. Only one thing comes up. It's this massively awesome, terrific, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself uh, stuff. But while Jordan was talking there, she disappears and she holds up the March calendar to the camera which I thought was hilarious. But it, <laughs> before we're done, Jordan, is this a 12-month thing? All right, for another words, school goes for nine months. June, July, there's not really much school-wise going on in there. Is this a 12-month thing or a 10-month thing? How how often do you do this?
1: Um, This is actually only just the nine-month school year. So we have been talking a little bit about maybe doing a summer one, um, however, it's just kind of difficult right now with coming up with content after distribution day. So it's been definitely discussed. However, right now it's just the nine nine months during the year.
0: Oh, you want content? Oh, prep for <laughs> prep for next year. There's your yeah right there because some folks do it well, some folks, yeah, not as well. Prep for next year, always prep for next year. Well, Jordan, I tell you what, I really enjoyed talking with you today. And as an oldster, I'm really glad that we have youngsters like you helping to drive this stuff because it's really important and it's really valuable. So thank you for all you do. And I appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for letting me talk to you today. And I think you deserve a quick shout out, too, because I love your Twitter feed. And I think that everybody should definitely check it out, too, because I definitely see it all the time. So definitely go check it out.
0: Oh, boy, boy, the pressure's on now. Oh, gee. <laughs> I joke about the worldwide Twitter feed, which, folks, it's, it's it, well, technically it is worldwide. That's true. No, I don't seem to have Taylor Swift's numbers, but I'll get there someday, I suppose. Anyway. So, Jordan, again, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you so much, Scott.
0: Well, a big thank you again to our friend, Jordan. Boy, she had a lot of great ideas. She had some great insight and experience. Yeah, she's a youngster. That doesn't matter. She knows what she's talking about. So definitely follow up. If your yearbook staff, again to this point, has done nothing with social media, absolutely start something. And don't wait till September or whatever when the new school year starts. No, no, no. Start now. Start now. There are still stories to be told in March, in April, in May, in June. If it's the virus craziness or things happening around school and so on, don't wait. Start now. Of course, it's free. You can start a Facebook page today, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, anything. You start free. Boom. Get your kids invested in this. Believe me, they will be. You'll have a few, oh, I can't wait to do this, and they will just work like dogs. And so that is something worth checking out and getting started. And thank you to my friend Jordan for mentioning my Twitter feed, which is a simple little thing. It's at yearbookscott. So if you go to twitter.com or on your device and go to at yearbookscott yeah you'll see my stuff most of it is yearbook related sometimes I go in some other directions but uh, I'm glad that uh, folks like Jordan and other folks find it valuable I try to post some really good stuff again not just yearbook but some other education related uh, materials and uh, and ideas and stuff like that that's the beauty and the worth of social media a quick way to sell out or, or send out great stuff to hopefully a whole lot of people And so from your yearbooking perspective, that's why we want to start a social media effort. And you can tell stories about every kid in school. Imagine what would happen at your school if you did that. It would be fabulous. So there you go. Let's get going. And thanks again for listening to the Yearbooking Report podcast.